the Homos Talk Show right here on Verse TV. Four weeks music here, excuse me, if you hear my voice, you know what that means. <laughs> Rocky, the Chicago author, uh, go get all my books. What up, it's Phoenix, and I'm feeling hot in my hot pink. What's up, this is Lester Matthew. I am a writer, director, filmmaker. I am from Brooklyn, New York. I'm currently on the road on my way to the West Coast. Singer, songwriter, rapper, host, and event curator. Holla at me. New Orleans, Louisiana, that cut off, you heard me. Where, what, where? Right here on Verse TV. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Troy Weeks Music here. Excuse me, if you hear my voice, you know what that means. It's time for the Homos Talk Show. But before we get started, we got to know who we got in the building. Who we got in the building? Talk to me. What up, it's Phoenix, and I'm feeling hot in my hot pink. You feel me? Yes, you did it, you did it. Right, I love it. All righty, moving right along. Who else we got in the building with us today? What's up? This is Lester Matthews. I am a writer, director, filmmaker, and I'm coming up with a new series called St. Peter, coming soon. Ooh, sounds hot. Looking forward to it. If you ain't seen his work, you check it out. And of course, who else we got in the building? Talk to me. Y'all know who it be, Chicago, Chicago, bit, bit. Rocky, the Chicago author, uh, go get all my books. It's streaming all over the place, all digital. Awesome, yes. And of course, you know, we just got to find out who people are from. Besides Rocky, he always lets us know where he's from, because that's part of his swag and his tag. I ain't even mad. Phoenix, where are you from, Phoenix? Where are you rapping? Talk to the people. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I'm currently on the road on my way to the West Coast. Singer, songwriter, rapper, host, and event curator. Holla at me. Yes, right. Lester, where are you from? Talk to me. <laughs> I'm from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. That cut off, you heard me. <laughs> the NL baby. But of course, we got Chicago, of course, in the building, Chi Town, trying to keep it cool because it's too cool for cool school out there. Um, uh, and of course, your boy, <laughs> right, Rocky? Yeah, <laughs> it's cold. Okay. <laughs> and your boy, Troy Weeks Music, of course, representing Harlem World, as always. And I'm in Harlem today, actually, so it works. Um, and so without further ado, we're going to keep things moving. But you know, it's always a pleasure to have um, the room full of beautiful, pace, beautiful faces. So I'm so happy to see each and every one of you. So without further ado, we're going to get right into, oh, don't fall down on me now, Homo's Tea. So first on this today for Homo's Tea is from ComedySitual.com, and it's called Trevor and Francis. So there was a video we watched of Trevor Noah. Um, and he was talking about uh, Pope Francis and uh, um, same-sex civil unions and, 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 and relationships being, um, same-sex unions being allowed. And so basically, um, that's pretty huge for the Catholic community because it's, you know, they've been pretty anti-gay for a very long time. So um, this must be something in the air, something going on in, 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 the, in the cup of that, you know, wine they're drinking because a lot has changed, you know, some good things though. Uh, so 22% of Americans are Catholic and that number unfortunately is decreasing. What benefit do you think that they will see from the Pope announcing that the same-sex marriage, I mean, same-sex unions should be allowed? So we want to know first and foremost that, and secondly, we want to know this. What do you think are the top two reasons that a heterosexual is against homosexual romantic unions? So first and foremost, um, I think that when it comes to Catholics themselves, um, and, and because it has been decreasing, um, it depends on what type of Catholic they are and what side of the fence they stand on. If they're going to go with and, and be in total agreement with this, um, just because the Pope says it don't mean all Catholics are going to agree. 
Um, I do know that. I did grow up um, partially Catholic, being half Puerto Rican. So um, I know that, you know, when they believe in what they believe in, that's it. But I think that it could be it could be a growth for the Catholic religion community because of um, more LGBTQ people maybe transforming to being Catholic because the Catholic religion is such a big thing in the world. Um, and, um, and so, I mean, it could be big for that and to turn those decreasing numbers up um, and, and to an increase in number. But when it comes to two reasons why I feel like heterosexuals don't like to see homosexual unions, one, um, it could, it's just because at this day and age, if you don't like to see it, you're homophobic. Like, for what reason why? It's probably because you got some tea in your cup and you don't want to talk about it. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I feel. <laughs> and then the second reason is, is because, like, if you watch the video Trevor Noah said, the straight people don't want gay people to have everything. They already have fashion. You know, they already have the best parties, best parades, like he said. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the best flag, as he put it. So he's like, straight people got to say, no, you, we got to have something for ourselves. You can't have marriage. Well, you know, we can't have that. Um, so that's how I feel. Like, straight people don't want to give the gay people everything, like Noah said. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to um, move things over to Phoenix, um, to the lady in the room on this one, start out. Um, talk to me when it comes to uh, the same-sex marriages, 22% of uh, uh, the, the numbers decreasing, clearly. Do you think it's going to increase the numbers? Do you think it's going to make a change? And the two reasons why you think that uh, heterosexuals don't like to see homosexual relationships in unions. Okay, well, um, I grew up Catholic as a kid, as a child, um, so I actually was a part of that type of religion as well. But I feel like um, I feel like for most people, to be honest, not not to sound like negative, but like most people are influenced by trends and like what everybody else is doing. And I feel like um, in the Catholic community, the Pope does have a lot of influence. He has a lot of influence. I think also like being very specific with words is something you have to pay attention to. The mm -hmm. Pope agreed to civil unions. He didn't say marriage. Right. There's, there's a Big specific difference. difference in that. But limitations, right? Like um, I was talking about it with a friend and I was like, we would have to see what comes, what entails under a civic union? Because I think the only thing relatively that separate that would separate the two from my memory is religion. And so in this world, whether we agree with everything that people think or feel, they have a right to their opinion. So with that being said, if we remove the religious uh, portion of marriage to me personally, from what I recollect, that that is a civil union, which means same-sex uh, couples should be able to have the same rights, especially as, as far as like government spectrum, as far as like, mm -hmm. you know, their health, their well-being, living together, having children together. I would, I'm presuming that that, you know, if somebody wants to come in later and correct me, I have no problem taking correction. But from <laughs> what, I, what I understand, the only thing really separating those two things is religion. So right. if we say that and the Pope agreeing to that, that to me is a compromise within the Catholic community. And it is something that everybody should take into consideration because at the end of the day, what somebody else does has nothing to do with you. So if what's bothering you about this is the religious aspect and we mm -hmm. take that away and you get to keep your religion, because to me, that's really what the ownership is about. It's almost like they don't want gay people to feel like it's okay within their religion to get married so mm. if we take that away but we still give people the right to do whatever they want to do in their own life then that's their business and right. has nothing to do with you and or the god that you serve because they may not serve the god that you serve so that's, that's nothing true. to do with it. you better so, talk um but i also feel like you know it could be a political agenda and i would hate 
to think that that's what it is. I want to believe that we're just evolving as a society and with so much going on that could separate us, people are choosing to come together. And I, that's how I want to look at it. Absolutely. But there, there, there's always a flip side to that coin. You know what I'm saying? Right, we, always. We have, to, we have you, to be realistic very, about Very that. well said. I just need one reason, one reason why you feel that the heterosexuals don't like to see homosexual relationships. Um, I think that people spend too much time trying to understand why other people do what they do instead of just understanding themselves better. And I feel like a lot of people I hear that are heterosexual say, like, I just don't understand it. And I'm like, it's not for you to understand. Like, we have to be okay with that as a society, like not understanding other people's lives. I agree 100%. We're going to hashtag and endure that one. We endorse that message. Right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move over to our newbie in the room for the first time here because I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I, w- I would love to hear what uh, Lester has to say um, in regards to this. Talk to me, you know, when it comes to uh, same s- civil sex unions being, you know, endorsed by the Catholic Church. What do you feel about that? Do you think it's going to be a growth in the numbers? And also, too, uh, give me something about, you know, why heterosexuals don't like to see homosexuals doing anything. Well, not that thing, but you know. <laughs> Growing up a, a preacher's kid myself, um, I guess I have a different pers- perspective of the church. And just, I guess okay. um, from the, you know, from the outside looking in, people really want to respect these men of power and want to take their judgment. But it seems like over time, that it's just, it's just we, we come to realize that the church is really a business. And I believe in having my own relationship with God. And I don't need anyone to tell me what I already know. I like this. Come on, keep talking. It's it's a business. And it's a way for, I guess, giving some of their uh, flock and their uh, believers um, something to believe in and hope for. And also keep their money and their ties and offering as well. So it's all a business at the end of the day. Um, I don't really give a fuck what, uh, what the Papa said. <laughs> especially when they have a history of molesting children. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely yeah. right about that. Oh, and when you said that, it's kind of crazy. History of molesting children, and now we're proving civil same same sex civil unions. Those right. two together just seem a little, you know. Mm-hmm who was also at the same time just like really negative against the homosexual community, putting that stereotype out there that we're, you know, molesters and, okay. and, uh, and when they was the ones doing it. Right. And they was the ones, the ones doing it. We should have listened to what they have to say. I just think that people, uh, parents need to be more in control of their kids and to teach them the way it is, teach them the love. We don't have to look at a pastor and look at these other, our president. I sad to say that we're supposed to look at our president, but mm-hmm. we're supposed to look at these powerful people. And I think parents should be the ones who install um, um, those beliefs as well. And, and the 22% of those homophobic people is, is just homophobic. That's how it is, how it's always gonna be. They're not, not gonna be happy. You know, I so. feel you can't please everybody. So now give me one thing that you feel that why one one reason, top reason why heterosexuals don't like homosexuals, but they're not they're against homosexuals having their unions and doing their thing. Why would heterosexual be against it? You feel why, why they're against it? Why yeah, why would why don't why don't heterosexual people don't like to see gay mar- the gay gay unions? What, what what do you feel? What's the top reason for you? People uh is in their whole mindset of 
of of trying to understand something that like trying to understand something but they really don't understand it because they don't experience it like for me growing up in, in um down south i was really frightened of like trans women for some reason i was like mm. really scared i didn't know like i was like there to do and what i realized growing up it was how i was raised i was raised and taught in these barbershops of of how they're, you know, the homophobic rants I received at barbershops and and just growing up in, in my in my home, I remember having a, a, a uncle and I remember my family for some reason never ever allowed me to be in like at least alone with that with my uncle. Mm. My uncle is a trans woman, so I have a trans aunt. And I'm learning to just experience new things and just learn it and grow. And I think I think that's that's what people should do instead of, you know, instead of uh being so negative and and, and not agreeing on things, try to experience it yourself if people don't care because mm-hmm. that's hard. Mm-hmm. So Thank- Thank you for sharing that, because I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, some of those things that we are taught affects us and that you have the power in knowing, like knowing now, you know, that, that was that then and realizing that, 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 you know, that's what it was and now what it is, is the power. Because now you don't have that, 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 uh, the thought of I'm afraid or I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you work with trans women, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's the power now, like what I was before, but when I learned, look at me now and the power and, you know, now we're together, working together. I think that's powerful. So. I'm um, shout out to you with that. Um, so yeah, so last but not least, um, for our question one on Homo T is so Rocky. Rocky, talk to me. Do you think that the same sex unions um is gonna increase their numbers? How do you th- what do you think about all this? Talk to me. Um <clears throat> I mean there was something, I don't know, I don't know if this relate with each other, but I saw something I remember uh, way back about uh, T.D. Jenks that he was talking about the Bible. This I think this was when, uh, when they first started to accept gay marriage or something. Obama had did something about gay marriage. Um, he was saying that, I guess, like, you know, the people that practice religion is really not for them. You know what I mean? The people have the right to live their lives the way they want to. You know, we do. Who are we to, you know, to control everything somebody else do? Um, so I, I guess with the with the whole, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Catholic. I don't know nothing about being Catholic. <laughs> I have a brother-in-law that's a Catholic, mm-hmm. um, and I have a friend that's um, a friend that's Catholic. But I think um, it's just I think people are just looking at it now, just like okay what can we do so that way we don't be as frowned upon or whatever, but we really don't like it. It's like, we kind of tolerating it, but we trying to, you know, do what to make us make ourselves look right. So I, I just think that some people just be in that mindset where it's just like, like, I guess it's like a trend basically like, well, you know, I see this person open up and accept this person, but I still don't like it, but you know, I'm just going to do what's best. You like, know, what's feeling like saying. Like yeah. you were saying that about the trend. Got it, got it, got it. I feel you. Mm-hmm. So before we move on, give me one thing about you feel top reason why heterosexuals don't really like uh, um, homosexuals and civil unions and, and, and being together. Uh, because I believe religion is bashed into our heads. Mm. Where everything is, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't dress this way. You shouldn't look this way. If you do this, then this is going to be bad. And you're going to be gotcha. damned to hell. And I, <laughs> so it's just... And especially just creating this hell where it's just like everything is bad. 
or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, you know, people and what they, the generations have taught them, like what's bad and what, sh- what we should not do and what's gotcha. going to get us forever. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Well, all right, guys, that was topic number one. We got some more to get through now, so we're going to move right along. You know what I'm saying? So topic number two, I almost see is this. It's called, it's from a Craigslist post that <clears throat> I, I, I found, actually. I made a video post about it because it made me so angry. Um, and so um, we call this, you ain't got to lie, Craigslist. So I shared a Craigslist NYC talent post on a guy willing to pay $1,000 for hypnosis to make his son heterosexual. The ad read in all caps, no hot guy. Guys, this makes Aaron question the father's sexuality. Sometimes the most anti-gay people are actually gay themselves. Do you feel, excuse me, do we feel that this father may just be seeing himself and his son and that scares him? What if in the father's youth, he tried to live his truth as a same gender loving man and a man or two deeply broke his heart, leaving him with an understanding that the gay community equals heartbreak. Yet he found peace in life of in the arms of a good loving woman. And he just wants to keep his son safe from such a gay life in pain. Can we feel sympathy for his father? What if most parents who seek corrective therapies for their kids have had similar experiences like this? Is there such a solution? So of course, I'll start with myself. I found this ad. Um, honestly, people can say it was trolling. It probably was trolling. Somebody just being an anti-gay. Um, and just putting it out there. Um, but it was still got some reaction. I just was like, this is crazy. Uh, it shows you that people in Corona still ain't got nothing to do with their time. Um, and so <laughs> can I feel sympathy for this father if this is what's really happening? I don't feel sympathy for this father. Um, if, you know what I'm saying? Like if he's been there, done that in a sense of he's been hard, his heart broken, all that kind of stuff, then he should know like how it feels to be gay. And if he was gay before and he wants to try to, you know, help his son and help him by doing the right thing and teach him morals about what to expect and what to be looking for and things like that, as, 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 instead of letting him go out there and live your life by himself, you know what I'm saying? Like, he needs to be able to, you know, understand. So if this is the hypothetically speaking situation where the father was this, uh, this happened to him, I don't feel any sympathy for him. I should, he should feel sympathy for the kid, for his new son that just came out so that his son can have a better, you know, life now that like he's already experienced that. Um, when it comes to corrective therapies and these parents um, <clears throat> um, who may have, who seek these corrective therapies for their kids, um, I don't think it's more, honestly, I think people, these parents are just, it's about themselves. They're being selfish. It's about their pride. It's about what they want to look like for their families and to their friends. And that's all they care about. So they want to correct their gay son or their gay daughter because, because it looks good for them. You know what I'm saying? It's all about them. Is there a solution? Um, they were created the way they are. Love them. That's the solution. And that's what I have to say about that. Um, I'm going to go to Lester on this one. Um, so for the Craigslist, you ain't got the lock Craigslist. Talk to me, uh, Lester. Could you feel sympathy for this father if he went through all of this to try to, you know, get his son from, you know, save him from the gay life pain? Um, you feel sympathy for him? Do you feel like the parents who do these corrective therapies, you know, um, have some experiences? Talk to me. What do you think? No, I, I don't. I, I, how old was he? Seventeen. Oh, that's well. Any age is is not right to you know. I guess interrupt uh, a path and a journey with that. I think that people need to understand and realize that every single person individually has a journey, has a journey in life. And now at my age, I'm looking at my parents right now and their older age. 
Yeah. And I always look at them as like a, a person to look up to, a person to, hey, a person to model afterward, after. Yeah. And now I'll come to realize that that person has a soul and he has a mind and that person got think for himself. So I'm looking at every single thing differently. And now I'm coming to realize that every single person has a journey in life. And now dealing with my life right now, when I don't have a relationship with my father, um, a couple of years ago, he don't want to, you know, he finally came to realize that I'm never, I'm not going to be straight. Mm -hmm. going to stay. So we don't have a relationship right now. And, and I'm putting myself and I'm thinking if that was my father, how would I think? And I'm going through it now and I don't have any sympathy for someone who, 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 who just don't, is, is not, is not supportive and don't want to change um, because of religion. It always comes to religion. I think religion has been hindering people from mm -hmm. having great successful relationships. Mm -hmm. So if, as, if that's what it is, I have no sympathy to people because they're not going to change. And, and that's, that's what it is. Do you do you think there's any solutions for the way that they're thinking for corrective for corrective um, <clears throat> therapies and all that? Do you think that there is a solution? No, that's that's bullshit. Come on, bull talk about it. <laughs> oh, it's it's full full of crap. It's full of um people making money over something that there is fear. Like it's a fear. What is the reason why you don't want your child to be gay? Why you gotta really think about the deep? Did I not just say because it's for them selfish reasons? I don't want my child to be gay for themselves. Hey, like, why do you want this person to change? Like, why why do you hate? So it comes to the point that hey, I don't want my son to be gay, and now you're thinking, why do you hate gay people so much? Why do you hate that? And that comes mm -hmm. with stereotypes. That comes with something that's been fed in 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 on television. Something that's that's been fed in through the church. You know, it's a fear. It's a homophobia. So it's not something that is wrong with him. It's something wrong with you. Absolutely so it's wrong with him. If you have, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with me. Something wrong with you. Yeah, if you have <laughs> a hatred over something that you don't understand. For you, I get it and understand. I feel like that's important. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, okay, cool. So uh, we're gonna move things right along. We're gonna. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna move Rocky on this one. Rocky, talk to me. Do you feel any sympathy for this father? Um, if this is the case, um, on this ad that I posted, um, do you feel any sympathy? Um, for the father in regards to trying to keep his child safe from uh, uh the, the gay lifestyle. Fuck the bullshit. <laughs> I feel about the shit. Fuck the bullshit. My thing is, you're doing more harm to your child um, because you can't save, you know, someone from, because we all experience life. I've had my share of people trying to control my life and steer my life this way. And you're not gay, and you're this and that, whatever, and it's the religion and what would the pastor think and all this other stuff. And then you start realizing that, you know, you could be anything worse in the world, anything, a thief, a murderer, you know what I mean? Like a murderer, taking people's lives away, shooting at people. You could be anything worse, but 
for some reason, when it comes to religion, people just look at gay as the worst. They got this word abomination, which, which people would sit there and say, oh, well, you're an abomination and you're, you know, but what makes your sin worse than mine? Well, you know, if you believe it's a sin, you know, what, what please explain to me. And then the thing is you're taking mm -hmm. your child through therapy. You need to take your ass to therapy. Sometimes the people that try to put people to therapy is the reason why. That's the reason why I'm crazy today. That's the reason why I got emotional oh, wow. issues today and still need a therapist <laughs> at times. I'm not, guess what? Ain't no shame in my game because we all do it, black people. We all do. Okay, mental health is very important. But yeah. Yeah. when people feel like you need help, because of who you are, then then that's a problem with them, not 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 the child. Problems it really is, with you. and it really does more Thank damage. Thank you, like Luna said. Yeah, got you. All right, right. Now, the problem's not with me; it's with you. All right, that's what we all. That's three for three. We all pretty much agreeing on that. Um, so we're gonna move along to uh, Miss Fifi of uh, Lady of the Hour. Talk to me. Do you feel any sympathy for this father? Um, in regards to the situation, if that's the case. I, I feel sorry for him. I don't feel sympathy for him. There's a distinction mm. with that. I feel sorry for him. Yes, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't sympathize for him, no. I believe um, even for this father, like the same way we talk about generational curses, there's a generational toxicity. And a lot of mm. us, um, mm. you know, subconsciously are brainwashed and have been brainwashed by our parents and they have been brainwashed by their parents. And most of us at this age, I feel like 80s babies and down are like realizing a lot of things, uncovering a lot of things and realizing that a lot of ways that they thought and a lot of things that they thought were OK were not OK, were extremely toxic. Um, I know that everybody's talking about religion, but I honestly have had some positive experiences within religion. So I'm not going to put all of the blame on it. It is a very definitely a heavy influence on most people. But I think there are some things like across the board when it comes to morality or principle that people project onto other people. And I think homosexuality Great. is one of those things that's the top of the list for people that they just want to go and attack. But as a woman in her mid thirties, I, I deal with stereotypes too. I don't have children. I deal with those kind of things of, oh, you don't have kids. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to yeah. get married. You focus on your career. There are a lot of different things society-wise that are projected on people that they should be like. And mm -hmm. I feel like parents, like between like age 30 and 40, a lot of them are not willing to do the work to really deal with the toxicity. So something like, first of all, the word corrective to me is condescending. Mm -hmm. The operative word of corrective is correct, which means that you are already projecting on me that how I am and how I live my life is wrong and it needs to be Reach it. So that already to me, to like a disgusting terminology to use, especially when you're talking about a child who still Come doesn't really even know who they are and still kind of growing into who they are as a human being, let alone their sexuality. Come you know on. I mean? And just and just getting into the trans community and them just now opening up about who they are. That's a whole nother layer that they may have to deal with or uncover in the LGBTQ community as well. So there's so many different layers that if you don't understand the lifestyle, I would say instead of getting therapy, how about you get them a mentor? You find someone you respect who might be in that lifestyle and you say, listen, I don't understand all of who you are. 
but I want to learn about who you are. So I'm going to place you in the hands of someone who has lived this lifestyle, who's successful or either, you know, someone, a teacher or someone of some type of esteem that can maybe help you during this journey and can teach me. Can I say something about mentor? Because I have an issue with that. Uh oh, I'm talking about. I, I know where you're going with this too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because in the gay world, there, there's this thing called the gay father, right? And we don't, we don't. It gets put, very messy with that. So yeah. I think it's very important for the parents themselves to really be a parent. Period. So maybe they're the ones that need the mentor. Exactly, and they need to be responsible because they are responsible because they came from your motherfucking ass. Well, hello, hello. And when you don't give them the leeway, the leeway, what happens? They go through growing. Pain. They take it anyway. Growing pain. People gonna do what they want to do. Right, man. This is so good, y'all. <laughs> this is good. Okay. Who she so, made it hot up in here? Um, just to smooth things out for a second, because you know, switch it up, but we are gonna come back. I don't know what's gonna happen, but the next topic after this. So. With this topic, the next thing is this, real fast, real easy. We're talking about October 30th, and this is from Billboard.com, right? So apparently, October 30th is like the big, big day for most people to release their, uh, they're going to release their albums for this quarter, in a sense. And so um, <clears throat> one of those people including that uh, is Ariana Grande. So we call this a key for a T, T for a key. What can artists do for success who must release new music October 30th? Since it's a big day, many people are releasing new albums on that day, even even Adriana Gande, you know how 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 can it be made into a good thing if this is what we're doing right now? Um, first and foremost, if you're an artist and you're releasing music on October 30th, then um, you need to make sure that you've already had your things in place. It's too late to start now. <laughs> we started already. Um, but how you can make it different? Uh, I guess ultimately at this point, because it's a day that's big for a lot of people, um, how you present it. How you present it and how you put it out there and, um, is going to be the key to standing out against everybody else, especially when you put a whole date like that everybody else is doing. Because, you know, if Beyonce releases it, ain't nobody going to give a care about nothing you're doing because Beyonce is going to have the night. So if Beyonce releases it, <laughs> it's going to be a whole new world, okay? Um, outside of that, uh, I feel like it's something that you can make happen um, if you did the right steps to prepare for it. But um, it's going to all be down to who's who, who has the better presentation at this point because you know everybody presentation is everything visuals is everything so how things look and all that good stuff that's what's gonna come down to so october 30th um you know shout out to adriana grande i did look at her track list it's compositions um she's 17 songs um she has some dope features on there so it should be dope um you know it's been a little while for some adriana grande and all that you know ah, so i'm looking forward to it um <laughs> um <clears throat> so yeah so outside of that that's pretty much just quick little topics about so i'm gonna start with um I'm going to you one more time. Let's start with Lester on this one. Lester, talk to me. When it comes to the 30th, how can somebody do it? You know, how, how can it be made into a good thing if everybody has to do it? If you must release your music on the 30th, how can you do it? You know, you're, you're a producer. You produce some things. Um, so talk to me. Okay, well, I guess I'll, I will explain this in a producer point of view because I'm not an artist. <laughs> I want to put out content out, in which I am. I have a new project that's coming. Um, you have to plan ahead of time. So you really have to be working on this probably last year and want to put your best foot into it, the quality and content, and you have to promote it right. And at the same time, you have to put yourself out there for doing something virtual. You got to come with a new age. You can't just put out stuff 
and don't put any any stuff out there. You have to make sure we have visuals. You got to make sure you come correct because everything you do as an artist, I think it should be should be something that can catch a new fan uh, attention. So you got to be with the new age, with the current times, and what people want to want to listen. You have to sound good because mm-hmm. you can be out there and think everybody gonna like it. Everybody ain't gonna like it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That was some good notes, y'all. I, I, um, that that, that uh, Alessa just dropped with us. So if you're out there, hopefully you're paying attention. If you're still trying to listen, by then you're definitely too late. He agrees with me. Um, <laughs> and it's our uh, Ariana Grande. Sorry, I keep saying her name wrong, y'all. I'm gonna get in trouble. Talk to me, October 30th. We must release your uh, project on 30th. You know, how, how could be a good thing? I think I think um, at any other point from a business perspective as being an artist, I would be like, oh, my God, maybe there's going to be a bit of an oversaturation. Um, but people have very short attention spans. So maybe a lot of things coming out at one time is actually good. People will get sensory overload and they'll have a bunch of things to get into and, and kind of gradually, you know, get into and have some time to get into. The other benefit of this, I think, with COVID happening and quarantine happening, like us being able to lean on music and, and artists having a way to create revenue, even if they're not being able to perform or tour live in big spaces, I think is a blessing. Um, you know, being able to still make money off of music and having people, maybe it will bring that nostalgic feeling of people looking forward to albums coming out again. And when you used to want to look, uh, you know, look up the credits and see who was important, you know, maybe we mm-hmm. could get back to that moment again. Of people be, especially if I feel like people now are being a lot more intentional with their music because they're sitting with their thoughts. We got, we have a lot of time to sit indoors and think the quality of music and the content that's been coming out has been really dope um i haven't really heard any real whack songs or whack music in the since covid started to be honest with you because Touch. people have had some time to think and do some shadow work and deal with their demons and other things going on in their life so even the content of music i feel like the quality of it is like is really dope and people are really thinking about how they can entertain people and give people what they want mm-hmm. and i think that that's dope and we're watching for it. Give us the good shit now. We'll keep our attention span paying attention because we got to show it, well, like she said. <laughs> Rocky, talk to me. October 30th, how could you be an artist to make it happen? How can you make it a good thing? So as artists? a person who loves music and I have my favorites, I already got my Brandy album now. I'm waiting for Miss Janet. I'm waiting for Miss Janet. But anyways, um, <laughs> look, my thing is promote. Phoenix, you hit it right on the head. Back then, we were able to listen to about four or five good singles, and each visual was hitting it. They took the time to make these visuals. While, and they was promoting while that first song was dying out, when that second song was about to die out. And they came out with, they give you a little break, and then they come out with the third single, and they give you the fourth. Mm-hmm. That's that nostalgia where it's just like, mm. Give me more. I would say the best thing is put out multiple singles and a real good buzz single to get people's attention. And 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 don't come out with the same crap where it's like then and man, yeah, I don't know what to do, what they be doing nowadays. It sounds like crap. <laughs> Everybody and their mama sound the same. Let's go back to when we heard of Michael Jackson. We knew a Madonna. We knew mm-hmm. when Aaliyah came on. We knew a TLC track. We knew a, 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 a Anya track, uh, Bjork. And we'd be like, oh, we know this. And then there's some people who be like, 
who is that? No, I thought genuine was Usher or somebody, you know, go back to the becoming unique and individuality because okay. people, we have, we have gotten into overload of popcorn artists, pop, pop it, pop. Now you're artists, pop, pop it, pop. And then now you got the newest version of, uh, before you know it, we ain't gonna be thinking about no Megan Thee Stallion. We ain't gonna be thinking about Doja Cat. We ain't gonna think about Nicki Minaj, okay? Ain't nobody think about Lil' Kim because now we got all these popcorn female rappers who's the dirtiest and nastiest, uh, uh, wop, wop, wobbity, wop, wop, wet ass pussy, all this shit. Real rap is coming back though, don't worry. Oh, baby, I'm waiting for Missy Elliott to come back and kill him. I need uh, some real DeBrats. I need some real, uh, 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 um, uh, God. There's so many people. I mean, come on, just come back with the heavy hitters. You know what I mean? That's what we're saying. That's the new for talent the too, though. Trust me. No new talent coming. Yeah, there's some new. There's some new talent out yeah, there. Yeah, I definitely you see that. And get some people who actually can sing and make music. And I wish. I mean, I'm gonna tell you why I really don't like Beyonce. It's because she come out with some of the crap, 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 crap. Baby, I stopped listening to you during B Day. Did you see oh, Black is King though? Yeah, you see me, back um, doesn't impress. If you me. didn't see it, didn't impress. Say, yeah, but I mean, technically, now speaking, she, some of the stuff she, just didn't impress me. Maybe because I'm just like, I'm just sick of her. She's been progressive, she's been very progressive, and her and what she's done from B Day till now. So maybe we can just jump in now and take a look. However, I'm um, waiting for that Kelly Rowland though, because I'm mean, um, sleeping but, on Kelly, anyways. Oh, oh, here we go. It's always that. Oh, I want to start a fight about that. We keep it moving. Uh, the before almost tea. We have one more topic for almost tea, uh, and then we'll finish our almost tea. Um, and, and the topic is this: it's very important that we talk about this because we've seen this photo about blackface and you know all that 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 was put out there. So let's talk about this topic number four: the photo from we've seen from the blackface photo. It's called annual holiday hypocrisy. Halloween blackface. Hmm. Looking at this picture that we saw, um, was posted from my show producer. Our show producer said he had a thought that what if some people don't do blackface simply out of hate for black people or simply desire to go rival, rather they just do it because they're unhappy in their own skin and want to have just a moment to experience life on the other side. Kind of like the successful dominant Wall Street executive who pays a dominant sex worker to dominate them for an evening so they can experience life on the other side, right? Maybe some blackface is the, uh, uh, is the, uh, maybe some blackface is ironically poor man's version of it. From the picture we saw, she's probably a McDonald's shift manager and, um, <clears throat> and he is probably a low wage construction worker. You guys can see the picture we're posted on so you guys can check it out. I mean, if you look at what they did, they did it very poorly. Um, but hey, needless to say, they Foundation look like they're truly enjoying their temporary change. Is that, a, is that a valid excuse for blackface? What can such people do to experience life on another side without being quite as offensive and without alienating their black friends? Okay, so first and foremost, blackface should not be done, period. That was back in the day, leave it back there. Okay, no reason for that. There's so many other ways you can do that. By, you know, let me give, let me give an example. First and foremost, there's black people everywhere. So instead of trying to be a black person, why don't you connect with somebody that you genuinely connect with and, and get to know more about them from that experience and know what their life is like genuinely, you know, versus trying to perpetuate something you think. Because blackface is a, is a perpetuation of what they, what you think it is. I think it's what black people look like, it's what they do, so I'm a, this is what it would be. Versus 
getting some real life experience. Get you a good, a real good black friend, and not just the black friend you want to call to get you out of trouble to help you fight or cook you some good fried chicken. I'm talking about a black friend that's gonna be your real friend. You know what I'm saying? Not just because I'm gonna be having, you know, it's always good to have a black friend. Cause you know, no, no, not, not talking about that. I'm talking about being real and having a black friend who's gonna really be your friend. That's gonna get you together. That's gonna tell you what it is and help you value life the real way through a black person, not trying to be a black person. Okay? Because um, if you got the right friends and you put that foolishness on, they're gonna bust your ass upside the head. So um, period. Try that foolishness, friends. On me, we're not doing that. Not even on Halloween. We ain't doing it. We're gonna go to Rocky on this. So Rocky, talk to me real fast. We'll come back to Miss Phoenix. Um, you think there's any other reason, any other way to, to express, um, any other way to express black, uh, any other way to express it um, without alienating your black parents or, or being offensive? Talk to me, Rocky. My thing is, if you want to know about the black experience, get you somebody who, who is black and who's open enough, uh, open-minded enough to really just let you in. If you ask the appropriate questions you also got to be aware of how you ask because it can be sensitive mm -hmm. or I'm, I'm sorry insensitive with how you say things so my but to go out and dress and try to be like us that's 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 mockery still i really don't think that's cool even though I've, i have seen it um in like movies or whatnot. I think my guy who did the Iron Man did another. Uh, yeah, he was playing a black guy. Yeah, and it thought it thought, but and I didn't think about it then. But now, why? It's it's a sensitive time for us as black people. You know the sense of the senseless killings, the police brutality, all this other stuff. And then it's like we don't know if you that type of person that's cool with us or we just like. Hold on. What side right. are you on? What are you really? You said, that'd be my thing. But right. I wouldn't, but I mean, why can't you wear Afro and not color your skin? There was light-skinned black people. <laughs> you know? Why, just be a light-skinned black person? <laughs> just be a light-skinned black person and just remain your color. Because at the end of the day, we can't be immutated, duplicated, copied, period. Why would y'all waste y'all time? Y'all can't even talk like us. <laughs> you know, we got a special, everybody has a special who's black. We all have a special dialect, but to just sit there and it's, it's still a mockery. And that's not cool. I don't care how you put it. I agree. I mean, definitely mockery. I don't like it at all. Um, so, Lester, talk to me. What do you feel about this whole blackface situation? Do you feel that there's other ways they can do this without being offensive and, and alienating uh, alien black friends? I think, I think that's the that's that's the, that's the problem right there. I, I don't think that they have a lot of black friends. I think that we need to stand and realize that there are a part of the United States that there are a lot of Caucasian people who don't even see black people. There are 190% of, you know, that that's what they're used to. And when you're in that type of environment, um, they joke around, say niggas. Of course, I'm sure we know that. They joke around and do things. They joke around and do stuff at school. They, they joke around, put blackface on because they think it's okay because they don't have anybody to tell them. Tell them. So they're doing all these things and they're making fun of uh, us. And at the same time, they're still, you know, taking advantage of uh, of culture and music and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, when they do 
get confronted, what you say? They are known as Karens. Mm -hmm. So Karens are those type of people are you know out there and they're doing these things on purpose because they don't care. So all these all these times growing up in in this whole environment where you know you don't see people like us, they just have they're being exposed. So they don't they don't really care that they don't think they're really trying to understand and learn. I agree. And that's why, you know, being doing, doing things like what we're doing to sort of bring light to it is another way. This is why we talk about things like this, because some people don't really know that like, haven't really thought about this or seen it. I didn't I didn't see this until I saw the show. So that's why, you know, we talk about these kind of things. Someone would have confront them if someone were to confront them and say, hey, that's offensive. It was like, what? A, what it's not a big deal. We do it all the time. Well, you, you know what? For me, I would say the reason why I'm so angry on guard, I've had a lot of college experience. And uh, five seconds, I was the only, when I first got there, I was the only black male in the building with a whole bunch of what we used to call them hillbillies or whatever. And a lot of them did was not exposed to black people. Um, I remember one playing Lil Wayne and thinking that I was just automatically supposed to, you know, like Lil Wayne because I was black, freely saying nigga. Um, and then a time where they made a joke, I said, I have a joke. And I'm like, what's the joke? I love to laugh. And when you say, well, you know what they call cigarettes where I'm from, niggerettes? That's why I kind of be like, okay, are you for me or are you against me? Like, that's, right. but I still don't I'm, think that's cool. I'm sure they have those jokes while you're not there. Mm -hmm. And you so, would just happen to be one of the minorities. So they're like, oh, we want to tell him, what is he going to do? He's only one black well, person. Let's, so let's, and I was often in that situation my first year, my first year at a, a in a university, and that made me feel some type of way. Coming from two black parents from the old school times in Mississippi, I was taught that that was never okay. Listen, um, especially having that kind of history behind you with those kind of parents, you better shut them people down to the ground. Um, mm -hmm. Phoenix, talk to me real fast so we can get out of the homeless teen onto our final topics of the night. Um, when it comes to <clears throat> Um, when it comes to, sorry, I got lost my place. Got so caught up what you were saying. When it comes to blackface, right? Um, is there any other way they can experience life on the other side while being quite offensive or offending their black friends? Yeah, like blackface, nothing about it is cool. Nothing about it will ever be cool. I actually am on the road right now with a friend of mine who is white, who is not ignorant like that, who is very aware of things that are offensive to people of color. So just know that we have a few out here who are fully aware of what's going on, even though a lot of them are very ignorant. Um, but what I will say is, is like, some people are really ignorant to how they are offensive sometimes. And I think sometimes as, as black folks and, and you know, that narrative, especially me being a black woman and a darker skinned black woman of being angry. Um, I'm learning just in this experience. I'm in a lot of small towns. I'm, I, I see white people look at me a certain way. My swag is way different. I'm from New York. So right. I don't, you know, you know, a lot of these towns where black people do live, they're very passive and demure and they're very kind of to themselves because they kind of expect that. And I'm never going to be any of those things um, because I'm loud and I'm proud. Um, so like, you know, just navigating right now on the road is a very awakening experience on the brink of an election for a president who we know to some extent is very racist. So like, this is a very intricate time for me to be traveling through Midwest America and a lot of these places where people don't see black people who are proud to be black. Um, so like, I say all of that to say, 
as much as I want to get upset all of the time, I'm learning to pick my battles and also sometimes use those as opportunities to educate people and not always like be on attack mode, even though that's naturally sometimes how you want to be because someone has to educate people. And if everyone's angry, then you mm -hmm. almost don't get the message across. Right. So I have right. to be the difference. And although you pissing me off, and some of the stuff you're doing is probably racist in a racist in a passive aggressive way. I'm also going to use this moment to educate you. Right. So now whatever happens after this moment, I now have to hold you responsible because now you know. Anything before Absolutely. that, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that maybe you were just ignorant to the fact that you were you were being ignorant. Everything after that moment, I'm going to hold you accountable for. But first and foremost, thank you guys. That was our homeless tea segment, which is mostly our podcast. Um, we do go live for our fans. Um, and so um, thank you guys for being a part of that. And so basically just to reiterate and rewrap up what we talked about. And the four things we talked about was four different topics in homeless tea today. First one came from Comedy Central. Again, it was called Trevor and Francis. And it was basically the topic was this. 22% of Americans are Catholic. The number is decreasing. What benefit do you think they will see from the Pope announcing the same-sex union should be allowed? Also, two things, two reasons why you feel that heterosexuals are against homosexual relations and romantic unions. Topic two was a Craigslist post that I posted, and we talked about it. It's called, You Ain't Got the Lie, Craigslist. So basically, I posted an ad from a Italian post on Craigslist saying a guy wanted to pay $1,000 for hypnosis to make his son heterosexual, his gay son heterosexual. The ad read in all caps, no hot guys, which makes Aaron think that's his father who's questioning sexuality. Sometimes most anti-gay people are actually gay themselves. Do you, feel, do you feel that the father may just be seeing himself in his son and that's what scares him? What if in his father's youth, he tried to live his truth as a same gender loving man and, and a man or two deeply broke his heart, leaving him with an understanding that the gay community will equal heartbreak. Yet he found peace and love in the arms of a, uh, of a woman. And so he just wants to keep his son safe from a gay life in the gay pain. Could we have something for this father? Yes or no? Talk to us. Let us know what you think. Also, let us know if there's any corrective therapies that um, or experiences like this you think there's solutions for. Uh, number three we talked about was Billboard from Billboard.com, October 30th. Um, this was our key for a TT for a key. And basically, what can artists do for success who must release their music October 30th? It's a big uh -huh. influx of people artists releasing their music on the 30th. Something we want to know, including Adriana Grande. Ariana Grande, sorry. How can it be made into a good thing? Last one, least we talked about the annual holiday hypocrisy um, about Halloween blackface. Looking at the picture that we posted via our uh, section, we wanted to know if some people just, <clears throat> Aaron wanted to know what if some people thought do blackface simply out of not having hate for black people or simply desire to go viral. Rather, they're just unhappy with their own skin and want to have a moment to experience life on the other side. Same thing as if you were dominant Wall Street, um, dominant, dominant Wall Street executive who pays for a dominant sexual worker to dominate them for the evening. You know, living life on the other side. The version that we saw in this picture looks like she's probably a battle shift manager and he's probably a low-wage construction worker. Needless to say, they look like they're enjoying themselves. Is there a valid excuse for blackface? What can people do to experience life on the other side without being offensive or without alienating their black friends? So this is what we talked about in Homos TV, ladies and gentlemen. Please like, comment, subscribe. Also, um, you can check us out on Spotify, All Heart Radio, Amazon, iTunes, all that, um, iHeart, I mean, I, 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 Apple, all that good stuff. We're on so many different platforms, including um, SoundCloud. So please check us out. We also wanted to mention, make mention of today, a just to let you guys know that today is actually Intersex Awareness Day. So we want to um, put that out there and um, shout out to 
to uh, Intersex Awareness Day. You know, everybody deserves their day and it's their day. Um, and so shout out to them. So thank you guys for tuning in. And um, this, this is, we get ready for part two of all we get ready to do, which is our main topic for Homo Talk Show. Let's do it.